0: a convenient truce. Now on Radio Bang, news to ignite a sustainable future. Preserving public lands is an admirable cause for many of us who support protecting our environment. Yet private land is increasingly coming into the spotlight as a tool for conservationists. If you once imagined keep out signs representing a dead end to participation in a public agenda, times have changed.
1: As We try to harness uh, markets and voluntary exchange to actually improve environmental quality rather than degrade it. That's Reed
0: Watson, a free market conservationist and executive director of the Property and Environment Research Center. It's a think tank in Bozeman, Montana. You know,
1: incentives matter uh, to the extent to which you can reward private landowners for making those kind of investments, not, not necessarily punish them by eroding their private property rights. We think we'd actually see more conservation investments.
0: While the Endangered Species Act has saved animals from extinction, Drew Bennett, who leads the Private Lands Conservation Initiative at Colorado State University,
2: points to the damage it's caused to government's relationship with private property owners. There's even an expression that's come about called shoot, shovel, and shut up. You know, that's the sort of mantra. Having endangered species is the last thing that many of these landowners want on their property. Over half of the endangered species in the United States um, have 80% or more of their habitat on private lands. Efficiency is another upside, according to Bennett. It's easier to get things done. There's not nearly the same amount of red tape to go through um, that we have on our public lands, so we can actually be much more efficient and more effective um, working with private landowners. The Gunnison sage grouse is a good example. Bennett says the federal government decided against declaring it endangered because landowners stepped up to help. There was a decision not to list that as an endangered species because um, landowners basically stepped up and said that we can manage it and we can maintain it going into the future. What we're
0: learning in the U.S. is already being translated for the developing
1: world. Reed Watson explains. In looking at ways that, that markets, that innovative contracts and property rights are improving um, water quality in, in Bolivia, for example, and improving uh, predator conservation in uh, Namibia. We're also learning from other countries. Bennett described a recent project to
0: learn from people in Kenya who live with lions. They're using cell phones to notify one another
2: when a lion is sighted so they can protect their livestock. Here in the U.S., it could also apply to wolves. And there might be some people that just absolutely don't want to see wolves no matter what. There's other people that absolutely want to see wolves and and will do whatever they can to get them back. Today, as much as ever, we
0: here at Radio Bang are hopeful for the success of this intersection between public and private property.
2: I think private property is always going to be one of those cornerstones of our values in America. And so I don't think you know, we're ever going to change that. Radio Bang brings you news of good works from schools leading to a sustainable future. Let us know
0: what you think by commenting at our Facebook fan page, Solutions in Sustainability. Help spread our future thinking news by recommending us to your favorite non-commercial station.
1: News of sustainability from across the globe. This is Radio Bang.